0: This is the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast, real talk about the voiceover industry with your hosts, Linda Bruno and JJ Wilson.
1: Fantastic. Well, welcome back to another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Hello, J.J. Wilson. Hello,
0: Linda Bruno. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing really good, especially because we had a really fun time at our script breakdown class.
0: Oh, that, that was pretty awesome. So we did that, that, that in was April. was pretty awesome. And can I tell you just very quickly what that did for me? I was working on an audition the other day, and I went, and I played it back, and I went, mm, now, wait a minute, you know, because you and I have been doing this forever, and we get in the habit of just banging these things out real quick, and I went, Maybe you should actually read the copy first and maybe figure right. out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I played the two spots, the two reads back to back, and oh, my Lord. Different. And I bet you I start booking more jobs now.
1: That's, that's the goal. That's yeah. the goal.
0: So I learned from from all this. As yeah. Well. well, we had a great really time a cool with it. Thing. We're actually
1: doing yes. our next one on the seventeenth of this month, May. Oh, I can't
0: make that day.
1: Yeah. Well, you better. Seventeenth oh. of May, if you care to join us, it is a two and a half hour long class. It does start at one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. But okay. um, yeah, so I want to talk about that. But we have a special my guest today. Technology report, then. Yeah, sure. Okay. We have a special guest today. We're gonna to talk about some marketing here with a fellow voice talent who spent many, many years in the marketing world. Too Hello hard. to Rob Carbone. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah. So tell me your background again, Rob. You where'd you uh, up- work?
2: Okay, so prior to working into making the move into VO, which was uh, started by you as my teacher, um, I spent 26 years working in corporate marketing. Uh, the first 15, 12 to 15, were in the IT industry. So when I broke into marketing, the big things to do were massive trade shows and direct mail and Facebook <laughs> wasn't even a thing then. It was America Online. <laughs> um and uh you know nobody oh was gosh. tweeting about twitter yeah. yet because they didn't have a clue and um i took a break from marketing to work in financial services uh because i was getting burned out and then i got very burned out from financial services when the bubble burst and they asked me to leave um <laughs> uh now and I'll then I went ba- i'm laughing <laughs> with you <I> was' okay <laughs> yes. i went back into marketing but um, on a more local level working with much smaller, uh, geographically focused companies. So where I was originally working for companies where I was man- man- managing, um, eight figure marketing budgets, six figure show budgets, dealing with companies all around the world. Um, I started working with smaller companies where you would ask them what your marketing budget was. And they said, get back to me on that one and that's all they have to say. was get back to me on that one get back to me on that and one you would know you we'll would know. tell you when we need to do something right um right but the one thing that i've learned and it's why i'm uh i talk about marketing is there are certain truisms there are certain realities about marketing that regardless of the size of the company regardless of the focus of the company their product their target audience there are certain things that remain the same Um, and that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There are things that when I listen to other people doing marketing podcasts for VOs, um, one of them is Mark Scott, VOpreneur. I love Mm -hmm. his podcast and he, you know, he's really good at breaking things down, but, um, many of them go maybe. 10 to 15 percent into it. They'll talk about why you want to do it. They'll talk about ways you can do it. And they'll talk to you about, you know, like frequency and stuff like that. They don't really break it down by, well, what is, what are the options? What are the moving parts? And more importantly, and one of the things I want to talk about today, how do you measure your results? You know, you're doing Mm. all these marketing things and you're spending money at some point. Um, But how do you measure the results to know what you're doing is working what might need to be tweaked or what might need to be abandoned or really minimized Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's where it came from and since i started the path down vo um i've been almost entirely in e-learning um Mm -hmm. which is fine but i do want to expand into other areas and um that's the next step of the whole process, which mm-hmm. is going to include a couple of fun things. One of them I'm going to uh, talk about with your gracious approval at the end of this all. So, uh, that's <laughs> who
0: do you like uh, examples of uh, some of your corporate e learn? Who are you doing those for? Uh, right now, I'm, a lot of it, the I'm working with a company
2: in India. Where they're coming to me. They have a number of customers, so they're coming to me. And a lot of the e-learning I'm doing is split between, I'd say it's about 30% is corporate e-learning, which could be their internal e-learning or e-learning out to their partners. Right. Um, and then the rest of it is a lot of K through 12 education. So, okay. um, you know, I'm going from where I'm doing the corporate stuff, where I have to sound... Found, Very serious, very technical, very professional, very smooth to where I'm, and now we're going to multiply two times two. You know, those Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. So doing a lot of bounce back with that. Um, Are they
0: finding you on the platforms? Are you on any of the platforms?
2: uh, This company that I've been working with now since uh, August of last year, they they, they advertised on Facebook in one of the groups. And I sent them a demo file and they liked me. And at first it started trickling in and then it got to the point where uh, in November, October, November, December, I was getting 17 and 18 scripts a day. And what was um and It is all from the same company or people from, knowing that. All from the same company. And wow. It that was became, a nice score. Yeah. And it became one of these things where I would get the scripts. And because they're in India and they're 12 and a half hours ahead of us, I would get the script sometime between four in the morning and eight in the morning. So I would wake up, and it would be email, and you'd see a zipped file and be like, oh, God, how many scripts are there? <laughs> and I have to get them all recorded and do some mastering on them and get them sent back to them by 1130 at night. oi. yeah. And How you know, long to... are each of these yeah. scripts? What? How long are the scripts? Some of them could be as brief as four or five pages with uh, maybe... A dozen or so lines per each segment. Right. I've had ones where I did one where it was a twenty-nine. It was a twenty-nine page script on um, writing dissertation papers in college. So I was reading. There was one part where I realized halfway through that I was reading. They had like a sample reading for you to analyze, and it was like five paragraphs long. And they right. had me rereading it eight times during the recording. And then I said <laughs> to myself, you know what? I'm gonna mark up my scripts and say, okay, I'm gonna go through it the first time. The next time, I'm gonna make a mark on my file in Twisted Wave, and I'm just gonna copy and paste all the way sure. through. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna go nuts. And right. um, you know, it's, it, it's i it's I I am grateful for one big thing, and that's uh, Dr. Um, excuse me, Doctor, Uncle Roy. <laughs> oh, um, Uncle he Roy. actually mm-hmm. when I started doing this, he helped me set up my Twisted Wave and he gave me steps to go through and at first it was like i'm reading it off a sheet and now i'm at the point where i'm uh, i'm doing it all by memory i'm flying through doing this stuff i know i can edit it really quick that's great yeah that's Um, what you want to get to and now i'm getting ready to move over to uh audition so
1: (laughs) okay hey that's what you do you grow now you said that they advertised in a facebook group or they
2: posted looking for talent they posted looking for talent to audition and i took a chance and i actually um Previously to that, my first, first job I ever got, um, paying job in VO, was the same way. Some company in France was doing an onboarding uh, video for their employees here in the United States, and they needed American voices. And funny story, you know, they've got the people who you're auditioning for, and one of them was for a man in his 50s. And I'm like, okay, I'm in my 50s, let me do it. So I did it, and they came back, and they're like, well, we like your voice, but we'd like you to audition for a different part because we think this one's too old for you. I'm like, what? So they send <laughs> me the thing, and it's for a guy in like his late 20s, early 30s. Because that's like,
1: what your voice can pass off, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And after I got done recording it, they're like, that's great. And the guy who was like working as the talent organizer i said you want to know the dirty little secret he goes what i go i'm about to turn 55 and he, he was <laughs> like, he's like what i'm like yeah, yeah i'm about to turn yeah. 55 you got me playing a 30 year old gotcha. right yeah. um so i found so one no- of those. that one through facebook i found the company i'm working with through facebook the first big job i got in e-learning um somebody actually found me in linkedin and it was really weird because they contacted me and i was working a full-time job at the time and I look, and they're like, oh, do you do VO? Do you do e-learning? Do you have any knowledge of uh, law enforcement and legal stuff? And I'm like, well, I do VO. I can do e-learning, and my whole family was police, so yeah. And I ended up responding. I was going back and forth with this person, and it turned into a, um, a two-module. Each one had 22 separate sub-modules for um, Temple University's School of Continuing Education. Cool. And and it was like I'm like, okay and I hadn't taken the lessons with Monique Bagwell to tamp down the New York in my voice. And I was like saying to them, well, I do sound very New York. And they're like, that's OK. This is for Pennsylvania sheriffs. So they're used to the New York. We don't yep, mind that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, OK, now I can. I didn't go to like, you know, being a right. total mobster going, hey, listen to me. I'm going to tell you right now what you're going to do with this person. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so you've had a lot of luck with Facebook. And I guess like you're saying, they found you on LinkedIn, but you were promoting yourself as an e-learning I just, at that point, I haven't even yeah.
2: started promoting myself. I hadn't even changed the name of my um, of my VO brand because I was listening to the previous shows we did, you and I, and I was still going under the old name, which was Bono Vox, which was something I was using in my marketing consulting days. And I realized it's good, but there's a couple of other companies with the, using Bono Vox. Well, what's unique? Rob Carbone voiceover. Can't get much more unique than that yeah and then i started promoting myself as that and i'll be honest and this is there's a couple of reasons for this um beyond what i'm doing right now uh and some local work that i've gotten from referrals um part of the reason why i'm looking to make changes in what i'm doing and focus more on the marketing um which should be a natural for me is because i've been dealing with a lot of issues as far as health And some other issues in my private life where I almost get to the point where I forget to do the marketing. Um, And I'd spoken to our friend Everett, Oliver, wonderful man that he is. Mm -hmm. um, And he said to me, he looked at my social media and he goes, you got to be more active. You you were and now you need to ramp it up again. And and I'm aware of that. Um, And uh, so, it's you know, we all have our little blind spots. And for me, it's the area I came from. And I can only... That's you know, interesting. With everything else that's going on, I think there's also that I desperately wanted to get away from marketing as a career. <laughs> right. I, I really <laughs> did not. I mean, it was like I wanted to blow my brains out rather than do marketing again. Um, but what we um, do is marketing. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. But what's great we about all... it is is that when you're doing voiceover and your voice and your product is being used for marketing, it's literally you're giving them a tool to use your work is done how they use it how it works out for them that's not on you and that was one of the things that used to drive me crazy with working in marketing as a professional is you're constantly coming up with the next idea while proving the efficacy of the last one and why did this fail why did this? i don't want to deal with that anymore course, other than telling myself we don't have to yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that's an issue for voice talent because you know one of the first things you said to me when I took lessons with you, you told me that your ten lessons were set up as nine for VO and one for marketing, and we had a chat about what I did, and you're like, okay, you're getting ten VO, um, <laughs> and I know that marketing is a bit of a I don't know if it's a blind spot, or if it's one of those things that, and we've all experienced this, is you're presented with something that you should be doing to advance your career, but because you don't know a lot about it. And because the people who do it try to keep it mysterious because they're trying to make money off of you by showing you how to do it. (laughs) You know, it's almost like, okay, I know I have to do this, but eh, no, just it's (laughs) literally when I tell you, everybody listening, marketing yourself, marketing your business, if you're the only person and you're doing it, it's not that difficult. Literally, it's the Shakespeare and 10,000 chimpanzees all typing and they will come up with Shakespeare, but it's a lot easier than that because (laughs) it's... It's not that difficult, is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, we know.
0: also, just to add to that, we. I know that I've gotten to places in my early career where I was working so much, I didn't give a damn about marketing. Right. right. And now I'm to the point where, uh, you know... Crap, <laughs> I, I got to really market. I got to push. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and but... That's you know marketing should be the number one thing on your mind.
1: It's so um, hard though, I
0: and there know, are ways. I know, there. and auditions. The auditions are the most important thing.
1: But as performers, uh, we want to perform. We want to get behind the right. mic. We want to express ourselves. Right. So marketing doesn't play into that when it should, but it doesn't.
0: I've done well, eleven auditions today so far. Good for you. Okay, and I, I it's just yeah. So marketing, yes. Auditioning, yes. The rest of it
2: <laughs> there are ways I, I can tell you this right now there are ways and I want to apologize cuz I'm playing over in my head what I was just saying I sounded like an absolute New York motor mouth I'm sorry people um, <laughs> you are who you are <laughs> there are ways that you can actually get your marketing done and simplify it and um, like Social media marketing. Everyone wants to market on social media. If you're focusing on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, um, there is actually a tool out there called Hootsuite. It's $10 a month now. I think they charge for the lowest level. But the beauty of it is, is you link your social media accounts to it. And you can post, you can schedule posts up to three months out. So if you're if you have an idea of what you're going to post, and obviously there are things that are going to come up, you know, you just like you just said you auditioned today, JJ. So maybe you want to announce, hey, I did this audition and I got it. That's a one-off post that you're not going to schedule. But if you're scheduling posts where you're talking about um, your view of what vo is or your view of how people should be approaching messaging in the genres you work in or the industries you have experience with because we do have the voice of cars here with linda um you can schedule out those posts if you know what you want to say and if you're doing um blogging on your website again you can you can schedule that depending on the software you're using you can schedule the blog to be posted on a certain day and then Mm. schedule the social media posts to happen after that so it's almost like you're going about your day doing your auditions and doing all of this stuff and your recordings and your social media is going off you know and but it's again there's there are aspects to it that you have to understand when's the best time to post what are the best venues for you to post in um, That's the part
1: that gets confusing because there's so many different ways yeah. and yeah. places. I'm I, the the problem that I'm having is that especially you know working you know doing voiceover gurus as well as my own career, you know every there are like 15 ways that someone can contact me, and so I guess you know Facebook has tried to make it like the business suite where everything comes to one place. Never but I'm still missing
2: Facebook. Never. I'm
1: st- I'm still missing messages.
2: Well, let's, you know? put it, let's put it this way. To, to get down the, the with the topics that um, I came on here to talk about, I'm going to say right. something that I'm sure that um, some VOs will find anathema because they're so used to it. But if you're a VO, who are you? Who do you want to market to? Who do you want to talk to to get jobs? Well, you want to talk to agents. You want to talk to media production companies. You want to talk to the people in e-learning who are structuring, who are doing the design, who are going to be looking for the voiceover people. Right. They may be on Facebook. They may be on Twitter. I will bet 99% of the time they are on LinkedIn. They have a profile. Right. They have a profile you can find. They belong to groups on LinkedIn that you can reach into that and talk to multiples at a time. Mm-hmm. So for yep. me, um, if you're if you're existing, unless you're doing the Fiverr route, why? Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you wanna go where you wanna go where the people are, where the audience is to talk to them. And to me, the best place to go right off the bat is LinkedIn. And LinkedIn offers so many opportunities for you to find ways to talk to them. So, and and I'm going to come up, I'm going to give you right now one of my biggest ones. I have one. Anybody who wants to check it out, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Rob Carbone, I think, or Robert Carbone, Rob Carbone, you'll find me. (laughs) Um, um, I have a company page for my company, Rob Carbone VoiceOver. Mm -hmm. What does that company page do? Well, right off the bat, if you have a website, that's a way to extend your website's reach right there. It -hmm. gives you a place where you can now post things and use hashtags to talk to the people that you want to talk to, the people you want to bring into the conversation with you. Um, And a really interesting aspect of the two aspects that they've added to the company page, which I find fascinating. I'm just getting into playing with one of them. The first one is... When you create a company page there's something called showcase pages so let's say you're a vo and you do e-learning you do promotional work and maybe you do uh voicing for animation you can have that all on the main page you can talk about that but you can set up showcase pages off of your company page that focuses just on those oh so that's now, good. and people can follow your company page they can follow your showcase pages. So if they're just interested in e-learning, they can just follow your e-learning showcase ah, page.
1: Ah, that's great.
2: And now, and, and, you, and you segregate out what you're going to share. Right. And you post it up there. Um, the next thing is that they just added recently, which blows my mind, is you can put up a um, contact form on your company page on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. All you need to do is have a privacy page on your website, which we should all have anyway, because anytime you ask someone to fill out a form, you wanna let them know, I am not selling your data down the line to someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can set that up now, and now you can have a a form on there. You can do that on Facebook too, using another tool, but, uh, which I'll talk about at another point. Um, But you can set up a, a page for people to, oh, I like what this guy's doing, let me fill out this contact page right here. Because mm-hmm. one of the one of the thing, aspects of LinkedIn is you can communicate with people, but you can only – some certain people who become paid members, you'll see that little in in the blue box next to them, a little bug. That means you can only really talk to them if you're a member. And what they do is when you sign up, they give you the ability to send 10 what are called in-mails, which yes. means talking to those – when you become a member, it's unlimited. Being a member is about forty dollars a month, but that's something that you need to budget for in your marketing budget. Right. Um, and then the I other use
1: those in mails myself yeah. when I start to get serious about it because I'm a, a member, but I'm legacy, so they keep me at a certain rate, which is great. Yeah. But I think I get forty in mails a month. Right. The ability to reach forty people, um, and it's been really great for me. You know, because that's exactly the way that you directly find who you need to find to hopefully potentially hire you. Right. You know, and the in-mail is that little door. I mean, not that, you know, it's a percentage thing of who answers you, but you send off that in-mail and I have the link to my voice Zam page and boom, they can hear my, my stuff immediately.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: you know exactly. Could I play um, devil's advocate for a minute? Sure. sure. But the way Linda feels that there are 15 different ways to reach her, the people on LinkedIn are probably sick to death of the voiceover talent, doing mm. these two-minute skits on, you know, well, here's a character voice. Oh yeah. Uh, rah, 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 rah. Yeah. I mean, pretty soon they're going to get sick of looking at those. Well, the thing is, is that I'm sick of it. If you're I'm a, sick here's of the it. thing, there is an <laughs> Facebook audience. Facebook
2: is nuts. There is an audience for all of that content. LinkedIn gives you the ability to focus on that audience yeah I know so, I'm on LinkedIn I'm on yeah, LinkedIn so now I've if you never use, booked a job if you use never a, a job uh, on LinkedIn yeah, if well, you use a showcase page and yeah you it's do, more for promotional yeah you yeah. do an animation you don't have to put that video of you those videos of you doing all those different impersonations that doesn't go on your profile that doesn't no, no, go no. no. On I the know main that
0: uh, my, my point was is that they are as tired on their end as we are on our end oh yeah Mm-hmm. Okay, they're sick of seeing everybody and their mother, 90% of them who are mm-hmm. promoting themselves on LinkedIn. And pretty soon they just go, you know what? I got to find someplace else to find these people. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> Excuse me. And I well, find I that think... mostly with Facebook right now. It's just everybody oh. and their mother is giving us lessons.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, they're talking about, oh, my, oh, I don't want to say this because I read it this morning and it, it was just like, hello, you know? Um
2: I, I, just I don't I, forget
0: just don't forget the basics. Yeah. Marketing is number one. Do the auditions. That is how we get the work in the day and the age that we are in. Right. Absolutely. Market to the to the advertising agencies. Who is your creative director? Right. Is what you should say, because they're usually in charge of the hiring. Um production studios, great. Who hires voiceover actors? Um and otherwise, join a platform. Uh, that's I've just been hitting the platforms lately, just for fun. I've got my normal clients I've had for thirty years, but I decided, you know what? Let me let me try some new stuff with these people. And I've done like twenty-seven auditions in the last three days. Wow! And but if I was busy <laughs> making a Facebook video
2: on, you know,
1: I know, I know, yeah. un- mm-hmm. senseless.
0: But there's yeah, a lot I, of I ag- people. Ag- one of
2: the one of the things that drives me crazy about Facebook too is the people who, and we've all seen it, and I, and I know just from seeing the comments that are put up that there's a lot of fatigue to it, are the people who come in, and they're the, I, I'm going to use the term, well-meaning amateurs. Right, and I say and some are good. They're the Some ones I who, appreciate. They come on, and they say, hey, everyone told me I have a great voice. I should be doing voiceover. Can someone <laughs> tell me who to talk to who produces The Simpsons? Uh, right. Let's yeah, go okay. straight to the top. Right. Um, and I actually saw a guy recently who said he wants to put together his visual reel. And he said, how do I get someone? How do I how do I download from Netflix or get someone from Netflix to send me a clip so I can do a dub? And I literally <laughs> no, I don't I'm think like, so. Dude, pump the brakes, because if you do that and no one there said you're going to get sued in a way you never thought was possible. Yeah. right yeah you know and just, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um and to what you were saying as far as talking to the people you need to talk to another aspect on linkedin that i like and this is away from the company page um is groups there are yeah that 10,000 groups and you can find groups that focus on certain industries certain jobs certain um certain uh horizontal markets and yeah. you can go in there and if you, if you know, some of them will ask you to prove that you belong there. And all you really have to do is say, listen, this is what I do. This is why I want to jump in. I'll follow the rules because some of them will have fools have rules. Don't over promote. You have to post, you know, follow those rules. You're right. going to be okay. Um, and here's a cool thing about uh, LinkedIn that a lot of people don't know about it, I don't think. I actually found out from that guy, I forget who he is now, because I haven't watched his podcast in a while because he actually makes me tense. Um, he's he's the guy, he's, like, he's he's bald, he wears the glasses, he's very intense, his logo is like a fist coming into the oh, screen. Oh, Corey Disson. That's it.
1: I know, Corey. Yeah. And he
2: said something and I was like, well, wait, you- <laughs> let me try this, let me see it. And I'm still waiting to see for a way that you can get around this. But here's the thing. If you have a LinkedIn app on your phone, If you go onto that app and you go to your profile and you click edit, it'll let you edit the header. And if you push that button, one of the things you're gonna see is name pronunciation. And what they did was they said, okay, we're gonna allow people to record their name so that if someone contacts them, they know what the pronunciation is. But what you can also do all credit to Corey on this. He's the one who gave me the idea. And I've never met the man. Um, you could actually, if you're um, like my, my voiceover brand, Rob Carbone voiceover, my tagline is the voice your brand needs. I was able to record on there. So if someone goes on and even if they do it on the desktop and click on the picture, and you'll see a blue circle around your profile picture that indicates this. When they click on it, they hear me say, Rob Carbone, voiceover: The voice your brand needs. Really quick, really mm, simple. Mm-hmm. And as long as the microphone you're using is good, yeah, and you're good. And it's, it's another way to get your voice out there to promote yourself on your profile. Right, right. Um, mm. and that, and that's a great thing. Um, the other thing, and I saw this with profiles talking about personal profiles away from the company page. Um, if you here's my profile. If you <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very it's nice, JJ. Very, along with your voice, it's very pleasing to the eye. Um, if you look when people are posting up and you're seeing their stuff on your feed, you'll see the title, the headline from their profile. Right. Um, and some people get really wacky with these things. Uh, just like with uh, Google search engines, they will only show a certain amount of characters. The magic number is 42. So if you can make your headline 42 characters, people are going to see your whole headline every single time. Another Mm. way to get um, the message out about your company. Um, Mm, And then the final thing is, and this is something I know you do, Linda, which is great. Uh, I've seen it on yours, is recommendations. You can ask people to recommend you. You can right. give recommendations. That shows up on your profile. That's another way to expand your network because the people who are not connected to you will see you offered a recommendation to someone or someone offer a recommendation to you and they'll fi- they can find their way to you.
1: Gotcha. And yeah. that's just, mm. that's some of the
2: things that you can do with LinkedIn. Um, I've got a few other secrets, but as I discussed with Linda earlier, I've got something to announce <laughs> at the end and we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> Another thing with marketing is, uh, and this is something that's going to, this is where people will literally start getting nervous when I say it. It's great to be marketing. It's great to be sending out emails, to posting up to social media, to doing all of this stuff. But if you're doing that and then you're not analyzing the results, you're only going 50% of the way. So if you have a website that has Google Analytics on it, that you can put Google Analytics on it, put it on there. If you use social media, almost every single social media platform offers analytics. If you use an email service provider or ESP, like Constant Contact, they have analytics for all of your emails. And all of that information will help to show you how good your marketing is. And And the goal of your marketing should be, no matter where you're posting out beyond your website, is to drive everyone to your website. That is your digital footprint right there. That's the base, is your website. So if you send out an email, don't give them the whole story. If you're posting up a blog, don't give them the whole blog. Give them a snippet link back to your website. If you're doing that on social media, same thing. And there is a little secret, and again, in regards course, something I'm going to mention later, um, where you can actually supercharge your analysis and make it even more valuable to you but you have to constantly look at Mm. what the results are because you might be sending out messaging it's just not resonating with people you might be sending out messaging and it's reaching beyond the people you, you weren't aware of that are there um so it's you know google analytics should be on your website if your platform that your website is on does not allow you to use google analytics you've already put yourself in a hole because you're now not going to be able to analyze it Mm -hmm. um
1: speaking of constant contact and i know because we send out the newsletters for the gurus and we get the report you know after every single newsletter that's sent out or email regarding a workout and we get the percentage of who opened it how many what the percentage was of clicks And that's how we determine. (laughs) They use a letter opener, yes. And that's how we determine is this working or not, which over the course of the last two years, we've figured out, especially when to send after a lot of testing. But it is, like you're saying, you have to pay attention. You know, who are people reading this? Are people even, do people even care? You know, Um, you have to continually look at that and analyze it because otherwise you could be wasting all this energy on an avenue that doesn't work
2: as i said there's this this other trick that i will discuss it another time um (laughs) where you can literally make it so that not only do you see the analytics of what the person is doing in your email and you can go over to your google analytics and see what pages people are going to but there is a trick and it's it's a known trick but if you if you don't delve into the techie area a little bit you're not going to know Where you can actually track, okay, this person clicked on this link, let me go over and see what else they may have done on my website. And you could see the other pages they were looking at, what they stayed on longer, how quickly they jumped off. You can see in Google Analytics, you can see there's a thing called frequency and recency. And what frequency and recency does, it shows you how many times, how many people came to your website once, how many people came to your website 15 times. How many time? How many times they came in? How many pages did they look? How deep did they go? And these are all things that, hmm. while they're not right. really granular, specific where you can identify people, um, it helps you to make better decisions. Like you said, Linda, about when to send the email. Um, and here's something that I don't know if you know because you use Constant Contact. Does Voiceover Gurus have a Facebook page? Yes. Okay. So did you know? You probably <clears throat> did. If you send out an email on the VoiceOver Gurus, you have X number of subscribers. But let's say there mm-hmm. are followers on Facebook who don't subscribe to the email. There's a right. functionality where a week after you send out the email, Constant Contact will post the email to your Facebook and people will see and they'll be like, oh, wait, I can sign up for this. Yeah.
1: I don't engage Facebook, the VoiceOver Gurus. Facebook page. We have a community, a separate right. community.
2: It's
0: lovely. We have trees and a <laughs> pond.
1: Which is great. But the main voiceover but, gurus page, I just don't pay right, that much attention to. And what's to. nice
2: about it is with but like we said, should. constant contact, when you're setting up the email to go out, you can say, look, you can set it up so that there's functionality in there that, okay, in three days, resend it to the people who didn't open it. And right. then in five days, post it to social media. So you don't even, you, mm-hmm. you send it once and you've said it. But it's getting. All of these yeah. other steps that are going to go through. Um, Smart. I don't know how much time mm-hmm. we have left. Uh, we're at about 40 minutes now.
1: Oh, we have a few minutes. <laughs>
2: okay. So I have so a few gonna, minutes that I'm we have wrap wrap down, I have a number of notes about this last thing. And I am going to preface it by saying I was a marketing consultant. Before I got into VO, when I was working in marketing, I was consulting with smaller companies and everything. And I used to go to networking events where I would encounter other consultants. And I would make sure that when they did the opening uh, where you introduced yourself, I was always in position to be the last one to open my Mm. mouth because I wanted to hear what everyone else said. Mm. And I used to go crazy when I would see the marketing consultants would get up. They know nobody in the room. It's their first time there. I guarantee you if you work with me, I'm going to help you increase your sales by 30%. Or I'm going to help you increase your leads by 30%. And I would wait until the end and then I would say, uh, so I'm a marketing consultant. uh, Unlike my counterparts here, I am not going to guarantee you those numbers because to be honest with you, I don't know you from Adam. I don't know your business. So how can I guarantee you those things that I don't know yet? What I will guarantee you is I will put you in the best position to realize increases like that, but you gotta put in the work. Mm, right. What is that all down to? <laughs> Beware the magic pixie dust. <clears throat> there is no special sauce. There is no, you know, you're not getting beans and you're gonna grow a <laughs> uh, beanstalk that's gonna lead you up to marketing Nirvana for voiceover. There are people who will be out there and they will make you promises. And if they don't know your industry, how can they come through on those promises? They might get lucky and get halfway there. When they start making you very specific promises, red flag, start to ask questions. Or when someone starts talking using a topic that you don't know, red flag. You automatically, before you engage in them or anything like that, seek out other people. Other marketing people, other VOs and ask them, "Have you ever heard this? <laughs> Have you ever done anything like this?" Mm-hmm. Uh, because people will make you promises, and if they think that they're spinning you a lovely story and they've got you drawn in, keep in mind one thing about marketing consultants. And this is all businesses they're salesmen. <laughs> exactly. All businesses, their number one goal is their own profit margin when you're talking about offering a service to help someone grow their business their bottom their first priority is them making money you making money afterwards right. you know so ask the ask questions you know do who right else which have makes you sense it's with? just smart how long have you been offering mm-hmm. this service do you have statistics to show what this can i speak to your other customers you know, can I? Can I, yeah. and if and if they start hedging on that, it's a red flag. It's a red flag, right? And um, that makes and, sense. And, and I'm going to use an example, and I'm going to talk around the edges here. I recently heard a webinar that was shared by a fellow VO that he was on, and the person was talking <clears> about. <throat> uh, they were using a term that in the marketing world is very well known, but he was using it not exactly the way it means and he was making a suggestion about how to market yourself as a VO we as VO's know that our number one marketing tool is our demo reels is the samples of the work we've done right when they start talking about creating a new media for you and it doesn't sound like it has anything to do with voiceover huge huge red flag because the number one t- marketing tool is our voices it's those demos that we paid five hundred a thousand fifteen hundred dollars to have mastered so they sound perfect pick the right scripts and everything like that if they're not going to use that tool what, what are they what What's are they the talking point? about what are they doing here and yep. um you know it's it's Believe me, I know there are, VO, there are marketing consultants who, if they hear this, they're probably going to be like, well, he doesn't know. I've been in the marketing game long enough that I have seen the good, the bad, and the outright brutal. And I've been forced into some of those by people who didn't understand marketing. And I had to take my marching orders and do it, even though I told them, listen, this is not a good idea. Well, we're going to do it. That's what we want to do we're the product manager this is what we want to do um and well basically right
1: like you're saying it's like we have to protect as voice talent a lot of times we can get taken advantage of because this package for this amount of money we're going to give you yeah, all of this it's, it's,
0: you'll have a demo and that you, can't you know
1: live what if it sounds too good to <laughs> be true it usually is
2: and, yeah. and, and this is the reason why when i i'm sorry let me cut you off there um When I talk about marketing to people, uh, and when I've done this in the past, the first question I ask is, do you have a budget? You have to define a budget. Even if you are brand new to the the industry, you have to have some sort of budget for marketing. Because the only Mm -hmm. way you can truly measure the success of your marketing is the return on investment or ROI. It doesn't have to be a massive budget. You know the J. The J. Michael Collins right, of the world measure, can probably yeah. dedicate fifty thousand dollars to marketing and not blink an eye. He's been doing the work long enough, and he's got an income that justifies that. But if you're making, and this is the this is the again talking about marketing best practices, which is going to be something I'll explain uh, another time. Um, you have to set a baseline of what you will invest in. Because again, you know, when you purchase a website and you're going to build it, when you're going to invest in uh, subscribing to do social uh, emails, when you buy some of these tools to help you with your social media, these are all expenses that you have to weigh your results against. And the other thing is here's something that I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't think of when setting up a budget for marketing. <clears throat> when you're marketing, you're not making money as a VO your marketing you are an employee of your business you're your own employee and mm-hmm. every t- every time you do an hours worth of work you need to apply a dollar amount to that because that's part of your marketing budget too that's where oh, you come up with the true yeah. value of it that's why mm-hmm. one of the best practices yeah. which is a big thing with me is once you understand what you're going to do with marketing and you have a budget You can figure out and say, okay, you know what? I spend two and a half hours a week doing marketing. And that's at a value of $75. I'm going to add that to the bottom line. And when you do your ROI or your taxes, (laughs) um, you're able to say, well, I made a profit. I broke even. What am I doing wrong? Am I spending too much time in marketing because I need to be better organized? And then I can reduce that outlay of my time. Yeah, that makes sense. Which has a value to Is it. Is
1: this the stuff you're gonna be talking uh, about on your podcast? You know, when you hear You wanna mention the podcast?
2: Yes. Oh Sorry. she just we have to wrap up <laughs> the bomb. Uh yes. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, no, no problem. Uh, actually, yes. Uh, so I am launching a podcast in the next three to four weeks. It's going to be called the DIY Marketing Toolbox. And it's going to delve into, it's going to go a little bit deeper into all the different marketing activities. It's going to talk about some things a lot of people never maybe considered because everything is so digital. And it's also going to, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on what I call best practices. And I actually asked this question on Facebook and our friend John Ciano was like, when I hear best practices, I think corporate, it makes my, you know, it makes me nervous. (laughs) There are two levels of best practices in the business world. There's the corporate best practices, which they use for PR to talk about. And then there's the best practices in each department. And the best, what best practices are on a department level and think about this in terms of marketing is there are a series of steps that you know that if you follow them you're going to put yourself in the best position to succeed that you're going to get out a quality marketing product i use the, the the example when i was talking to my daughter about this about making coffee i know everybody gets up in the morning and starts with a cup of coffee and most people throw a pot into a machine and boom they're done i'm kind of old-fashioned i either use a french press or a mocha pot and there is a certain way to set up both of those to guarantee you a consistently good cup of coffee. Gotcha. Every time. That's yeah. the best practice. Mm-hmm. When we warm up to do our recordings or our auditions, and we go through vocal exercises and stretching and everything like that, those are best practices. So, my podcast, I'm going to focus a lot on that. um I'm sure right? there's going to be some some controversy because when I get into website platforms. Oh, I know there's going to be some controversy with
1: that. Well, we have found honesty to be the best policy in what we Brutally do. Brutally
2: honest, I'm going to be.
1: <laughs> What's your website so address,
2: Rob? Rob so yeah, so cool. it's,
1: So people can reach out to you and ask questions uh, if absolutely. they need to? Absolutely.
2: Anybody who wants to reach out, can you find me? Um, like I said, I'm on LinkedIn. And if you're on what, yeah, I'm reaching out. Don't (laughs) don't get into my personal space. Um, Sorry, (laughs) no, that'll be down here. But uh, exactly. (laughs) Um, But if you go on to Facebook, where I post a lot about, where I do my posting about VO stuff, um, my profile name is Rob Francis on there. For um, I don't want to go into it. Uh, Just just say I have a a cyber minute, Hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait, you're
0: Rob Carbone, but you're Rob Francis. Rob
2: Francis. So I have a. Uh, a little bit of a cyber stalker issue and I use, uh, I am sorry, I'll stop calling that's okay. Rob. Geez, I have, God, I have actually, have and here's something people are going to hear and they're going to be like insane. I have four Facebook profiles. I have about 16 different email addresses and there's reasons for that. And, and oh, it's, Lord. Yeah, I have email addresses that literally I don't touch and I use those simply. They're set up to automatically delete everything after 24 hours. And I use those specifically for if I want to go try a sample of like a software package and they want your email because they're about to hit you with everything. Are you in the witness protection
1: program? (laughs) Just be honest. (laughs) That's why you're here. Yes, I
2: am.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. It's a good thing to do an on-camera podcast then.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. When we do the podcast, I will be keeping everyone safe. They won't be saying this. It'll be just the voice. Well, we appreciate okay. you
1: stopping by. That was
2: quite interesting. Giving
1: us all this wonderful information, yeah, because yeah, it's stuff we hate talking about, but we have yeah. to. Yeah,
2: and, and, and my goal to be on here, as it was with the first two, is just to let everyone know this is not what you taught me, Linda, when I first started doing VO. Is it's not something to fear. You practice it, you get better at it, and yep. you go. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with marketing, and you build up more. You build up memory muscles. Marketing memory muscles to the point where it becomes automatic. You know?
1: Right. So. Mm-hmm. so true. Well, thank you again. It was a pleasure. And make sure you head over to our website if you want to check out our
2: w- upcoming
0: w- online w- workouts. W-
1: VoiceOver.Guru.
0: That's right.
1: VoiceOver.Guru. Right. Thanks, everybody. Robin, it was
0: a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you was nice us, to meet you. Sir. Nice to meet you, too. All right. I guess we're signing off now. <laughs> Take care. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Guru's podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.